Welcome to the Eat Out podcast, an extension of our Facebook community, bringing together food lovers from all over Spain and beyond to share the best places to eat and drink in Madrid. I'm Valentina, your host, and I cannot wait for you to listen to what I have in store. I hope you're not hungry. I'd like to take a moment to recognize our patrons, Adolfo, Karen, and Jolene, who support the work of this growing community on a monthly basis. If you would like to become a patron, visit patreon.com forward slash eat out. In this season's episodes, I will be talking to more of our community members in the capital about dietary restrictions and choices and how Madrid caters to these needs in 2020. On this episode, I'm talking to Gareth Sewell, photographer and wine and food lover from Wales. Gareth is a celiac, but is as happy in a no-frills cafe as he is in a Michelin-style restaurant, as long as they have gluten-free options. Find out how he had to make the hard transition to celiac life in Madrid, where he loves to go, and what he misses as a result of changing his diet. Hi Gareth, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi Valentina, I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for inviting me onto the show. No, you're welcome. I'm really excited about this season. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Gareth Sewell. I'm from Wales originally and I've been in Spain, mostly in Madrid, for over 10 years now. I lived there two and a half years in Barcelona and I lived there for about six to nine months in Zaragoza. But I've been mostly in Madrid. I, I like Madrid and there's plenty going on here. So this is where I've decided to settle. Perfect. So this season is all about speaking to our members about different dietary needs, restrictions, allergies. And I wanted to speak to you because it's been a hot topic inside the community over the last six months. So tell us a little bit about being celiac. So being celiac is something I only got diagnosed at the start of last year. So I've been about a year and a half now diagnosed as celiac after having um, a couple of years where something didn't seem right with my health, with my digestion, my stomach. And finally, I, I went to see a specialist for the private health here. And, you know, there was a few things they thought it might be, but they did a whole load of tests. And within a couple of days, like a week, they had me diagnosed as celiac. They had, the antibodies were there. They put a tube down my throat, into my stomach, all this kind of things. I was always really concerned about getting diagnosed as celiac because it's an autoimmune disease. There's no cure for it at the moment. There's, if you eat some gluten, there's nothing you can do to stop the damage that's being done to inside your body. So, you know, you can't use an EpiPen, like somebody else who might have an allergic reaction is, or take some antihistamines. And sometimes you're not even aware that um, you've taken gluten and uh, this damage is happening to your body and you're unaware of it. So it, it can be quite a scary thing and it's very important to avoid something contaminated with gluten because it only takes... Like, like even there's enough gluten in a breadcrumb to cause this autoimmune reaction. Yeah. So when I was diagnosed, I was like, no, what am I going to do? I've been eating bread and I think I've been fine and pasta and all this kind of stuff. And I've been reading on the Eat Out Madrid group, you know, how difficult other celiacs were finding it because um, restaurants don't always know about the contamination. You might know, oh yeah, this food has got gluten in it or this one doesn't, but it's a bit more complicated than that, as uh, we'll probably get into a bit later on in this conversation. So yeah, a year and a half now being celiac and it's not been as bad as I thought. 
but we'll talk about that in a second. What else can I tell you about being CDF? I've actually had a question that's just popped in my head because you said that you're worried about bread and pasta. Is there any things that come to your mind right now that you miss that you can't have, that you really crave? Yeah, I mean, one of the typical things that it's not so easy. I can't go to a normal pizza restaurant. Mm. There are pizza restaurants here that offer a gluten-free pizza, but because of the kitchens and stuff like that, mm. the celiacs is a risk of contamination. So I've been into some restaurants and asked them, have you got gluten-free pizza? And they say, yeah, 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 we've got gluten-free pizza, but I'm celiac. Is that okay? Ah, no, we've got the gluten-free pizza, but because we're working with flour and stuff like that, there's a risk of your gluten-free pizza being contaminated. So it's okay if maybe somebody's intolerant or just trying to avoid gluten as part of their diet for other reasons. But for celiac, it's not good enough. I mean, lots of restaurants I've found have gluten-free pasta. Mm -hmm. So that's something you would think that they might have. That's good. But you always end up with a plate of regular bread (laughs) arriving by default on your table. But if you ask, lots of restaurants also have gluten-free bread. You just have to wait 20 minutes or wait for them to heat it up in the oven defrost it and bring it to your table Mm. i think it's important what you say is you sometimes you do have to ask it might not be listed on a menu as such but there's no harm in asking you've got nothing to lose by asking for special things like this they just may not have a big demand for things that are gluten-free especially for you being celiac so those that are listening who might think that they have intolerances or allergies to certain things ask the restaurant that you're in and they will hopefully be able to give you an answer and confirm yes or no if they can cater to your needs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been quite surprising. I mean, sometimes you think you're ordering a vegetable dish and you just ask, and say, oh, is it free? And today, for example, I'd gone out and we wanted some alcachofas, some artichokes, but the guy said, oh, let me go and check in the kitchen to see if it is gluten-free. And said, oh, no, we add a little bit of flour to it. And, it's like, and I was there with another friend who also, she's got gluten intolerance, she's not um, celiac. And she said, oh, I didn't even, wouldn't have even thought of asking. And I'm still in the habit of asking everything because it just gets in there. But also, sometimes you see some menus in a restaurant indicate what food items have got gluten in it. And you think, oh, no, there's my favourite dish, I can't have it. But sometimes it's just because they've put something on top that makes it have gluten in it. And they could just take that off and you can eat it. So it always works asking in the restaurant and you'd be surprised how accommodating they can be and it's sometimes it's not too much effort for the restaurant but when some restaurants have dishes that are prepared in advance in those cases then obviously they can't remove stuff in there that's been marinating for a while or something like that but you know always ask so going on from that and talking about you going out to eating places let us know some of your favorite places to go and eat that you can go to and you don't have the worry that you might come out feeling ill after that you may have eaten something that had gluten in. So there's a couple of dedicated gluten-free places in Madrid. They're mostly bakeries type places so one I've been going um, a couple of times because it was near my workplace as well and some people call it one of the best gluten-free bakeries in Madrid is Sana Locura which is up near Avenida America bus station around there it's on Calle de General Ora number 49 and it's kind of like cafe and bakery and have coffee you can walk in you can buy cakes or savoury things to take away and they've got a couple of tables in there at lunchtime they've got a menu 
Ferry del Dia. It's like 11 euros. And you can have chicken, meat. They do a gluten-free paella there. And they've got soups and things like that, which sometimes you can't have because sometimes people add flour to them to thicken them up. Mm. So, yes, yeah, so you get two courses there. They've got gluten-free beer as well for you to have with the food and some fruit smoothies. And they've got a little shop where you can buy ingredients. So I've been there a couple of times. It's just good to be able to relax and eat there without having to worry because it's 100% gluten-free, the place. And my colleagues and friends have been there with me and they can enjoy as well because it's not anything that's obviously gluten-free. It's just like a simple meal, but very tasty. Another similar place in Aguayes called Zero Percent. Okay. I haven't been to the one that's in Madrid. They've got a couple around Spain. I went to one in Jerez de la Terra last year, and it was really good. You can go there, have a brunch, and they've got toast, they've got pizza slices. It was really nice. Um, A friend of mine has been there as well and enjoyed that's good because they've got tables and things and you can enjoy there but it's not open in the evening but somewhere that is open in the evening at least until 9 or 10 depending on the location in Madrid is uh, Silicioso which is probably one of the most famous gluten-free places and was one of the first that kind of got well known in Madrid and they've got a location on Calle Altaleza a small one and they've got a bigger place with places to sit down and some savoury food on Calle Barquillo in one of the hotels there and uh, that's really good because they've got like poke bowls, they've got sandwiches, as well as your typical cakes and nicer things to eat there. So that's a nice place to go in the evening that's going to be 100% risk-free. There's another, yeah, again, there seems to be like a pocket of <laughs> restaurants and bakeries over in Aguayas. You've also got Leon the Baker, which is on yeah. the Calle Conde Duque. I haven't be physically been there by myself, but I've been to parties at somebody's house and they've been to this baker to get the bread and it's the best bread that I've had that's gluten-free in uh, Madrid. So that's Leon the Baker. A wife has popped in there sometimes as well and picked some up and brought it home. And I've been really impressed with the quality of the bread from there. And they've got a couple of different loaves they do seeded, different kinds of gluten-free wheat and things. So that's pretty impressive. And they deliver on Glovo as well. That's always helpful, especially the way that 2020 has been. And we haven't, in the number of months of this year, have been able to go out and enjoy the places that we love. It's been tricky, yeah, because it's these places that would be handy I'd like to go to. And, you know, I wasn't working in the afternoons, but I couldn't go out. So I would have loved to have popped out to one of these places. And uh, But, yeah, when things get a bit better, I'll be popping around and um, doing some proper reviews of these places. So those are some of the bakeries. There's also, I think it's uh, Oriental or something that's also in Aguayas, not far from the Temple of the Bod, mm-hmm. over that way, which is quite famous as well. But I've never had any the products there. But there seems to be a whole load of them over towards Aguayas, Moncloa, the Duque over there, which is cool. So those are bakeries and places or kind of cafe places that you've got in Madrid that are dedicated gluten-free. Now, there's a couple of other places that I've been that I like to go to, which cater for celiac and they're very knowledgeable about the allergies and, you know, contamination in the kitchen and things. So one of the places I've been to and it's very nice is the Pica Lagartos restaurant, mm-hmm. which is in a hotel on Gran Via. So they've also got like a terrace above the restaurant. Oh, lovely. You know, overlooking Gran Via down to Callao. It's a beautiful view there. You can sit in the restaurant and just look out over Grand Via and um, 
Calle Monteira. So I've been there once and I'm hopefully going back there next weekend. I need to call them for my wife's birthday. They're the very knowledgeable. Um, you know, the food isn't cheap. I mean, what I tend to find is that the slightly more higher end places and especially the Michelin star mm-hmm. places are very knowledgeable about this kind of thing. So it's some of the like lower priced places that maybe haven't got quite as much flexibility because maybe they prepared some of the food beforehand. Mm-hmm. But Pico de Gartos is nice. It's a restaurant in the hotel. I had very nice food there and they were able to give me this, the alternatives that were gluten-free. If you like Japanese sushi in particular, mm-hmm. you've got Yang Kempon, which is in uh, Cafe Cascaro in sort of La Latina, Tissa de Molina, Rastro way over there. And they use um, tamari instead of soy sauce. But the sushi there is really good. It's big sizes and a little bit more expensive than average, but it's not like that much more expensive. And it's definitely worth it for the better quality of fish and the slightly bigger pieces of sushi that you get mm-hmm. as well. And I've been able to you know, go there or have it delivered to home without any problems. And they're, they're very reassuring on their website because most of the stuff is naturally gluten-free anyway. That's good. The problem is normal soy sauce contains gluten oh i see that can be a problem when sometimes they marinate the fish or some of the ingredients beforehand or use it when they're frying and cooking the food the soy sauce is an issue so these people here know about leaving that out or using tamari instead so yeah i've eaten from them a couple of times and they know what they're doing and i've been perfectly happy around the corner from there along calle Enconomiendo, i think it is you've got a crepes place called la minotary mm. they do the savory crepes they do there and naturally gluten-free because they're using buckwheat doesn't contain gluten now depending on where it's been milled that could have been milled in a place that also they milled regular flour so there's risk of contamination mm-hmm. but you can buy buckwheat that's been milled in a certain place where they only mill buckwheat and it's certified as gluten-free with no risk of contamination or the contamination is below the amount that would trigger a reaction right in somebody so they use this kind of approved buckwheat there so i mean i can't have the sweet crepes there because there's a different kind of flour for that but they can use the savory crepe buckwheat and put the sweet stuff inside it right and it's fine you just have to pay a euro more so that's always good so if people want to come to madrid and they're celiac and they have another uh, crepe in a long time mm-hmm. you know they can go to uh laminatory and it's been open uh, I don't know, more than 15 years or more. Wow. Now the guys there are from Brittany, so where crepes are traditionally from, so they know how to make the traditional stuff. And they've got a couple of modern twists on there. And if you like natural wine as well, or your vegan wine, they've got some of that there by the bottle. Another place I've been as well, actually there's Sagareche, which mm-hmm. is Basque restaurant, oh. which is near Metro Carredo. And they're very good there with the labelling and understanding about celiac needs. Some of their meat dishes have got flour, maybe when they're preparing the the meats and letting them stew and things. But there's a lot of fish dishes there, Mm -hmm. shellfish and stuff that is gluten-free and it's a nice restaurant. I've always eaten well. I've been there a couple of times now because I know I can go there, eat with peace of mind. They know what they're doing and preparing these dishes. So that's very nice. And it's a, it's a little bit different. You know, it's Basque. Yeah. So that's very nice. And you've got a restaurant called 29 Fanegas, mm-hmm. which is in the top end of Barrio Salamanca. It's also on the same street 
but a couple of blocks west from Sama Lukura. Mm-hmm. So Kaya de General Ora. Uh, 29, finally, that's it. Based at 29, <laughs> Kaya de General Ora. And there, some colleagues of mine have been there in the past. And one of them had a friend, an ex-boyfriend that used to work at the Mexican embassy. And they said, it's quite a nice place. And uh, some of them had had allergies and they were really accommodating. So we went there and the other the chefs at this restaurant is Celia. Ah. So they were like, yeah, we know exactly what to do. The waiter was telling me we've been educated on the chefs is Celia himself. And they prepare a lot of the food fresh there. That's always good. So anything that's battered, so for example, the kind of squid rings, mm-hmm. the calamari, instead of using regular flour, they've substituted it for corn flour mm-hmm. and they made it there and then. So I've got really fresh squid rings and there were a couple of the other dishes as well. They just made a couple of sharing plates and it just made it all gluten-free from scratch. And I was just really impressed with that. I said, yeah, it's no bother. We know what to do. It, it tastes slightly different to, to normal. But I was the only celiac in the group and a, a couple of my colleagues and uh, everybody really enjoyed the food and the staff were really nice. Uh, it just looks like a regular bar from outside on the street. <laughs> but then they've got a massive dining room downstairs. Oh, hidden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, lots of the good places in Madrid, they just look like a regular bar with not much going on from the street. But they've got big secret dining rooms mm. below street level. Yeah, so it's worth going in and asking now do you have a list of places do you keep a note of them for places that you want to visit or that you've been and you know that you want to go back yeah what I do is I save them on Google Maps mostly so I star them on Google Maps maybe write a note as well next to it so all that stuff is on there for me and then if anybody you know asks about it in an area that can just open up Google Maps, zoom into the area they're talking about, see what I've starred in the area and check any notes about it. And then I can recommend it on um, Eat Up Madrid, for example. If I've gone out somewhere and people are saying, hey, we should try and grab something to eat. Does anybody know anywhere good around here? I just open up Google Maps. I see where I've saved. So, oh yeah, this place I went to before is just around the corner or this place I want to go to is just around the corner. Let's go check it out. It's supposed to be good. You know, it's been recommended by a lot of people on Eat Up Madrid. So that's what I do now google maps has been has been great and with technology now it just makes it so easy especially in madrid there's so many places you could go out and eat and if you don't note down the ones that you like you forget about them so it's really good way of keeping track now when you was mentioning about some of the different places i heard that some things may cost a little extra have you found in the last year since you were diagnosed that eating out in order to be comfortable for you has become more expensive yeah I mean now I'm a bit more cautious about the kind of places that I go to so eating out less but when I do go out I go to places that are a little bit more expensive than I would have not gone to before mm-hmm. so that's the definite thing I'm trying to eat more at home now but then selecting the, the special places that I know that would be good to go out to I mean even when I go to Lavinia the wine bar in Barrio Salamanca they accommodate for celiac there and gluten free so it's an expensive place anyway but yeah you but you get what you pay for with um, customer service and quality of ingredients mm-hmm. and some of the stuff costs more to make or avoid contamination so you have to pay for it unless you're eating just naturally gluten free food items which you can you know cheese and ham gluten free 
normally so I can go and have that in a regular tapas bar but I've got to ask them not to put the picos the breadsticks on top yeah what I can't do anymore is go to a regular bar sit at the bar have a drink and then you know they'll put some free tapa down you know I might ask them if it's gluten free if I think it might not but I can't exactly go to them can you give me one that's gluten free please you know it's a free tapa so Mm -hmm. I feel like I can't you know I mean depends how hungry I am you know my friends can have the have it instead you know and then maybe I'll order something separately from there but uh, you know that's one thing you know when you start having food restrictions and allergies and that's one thing that's one element of going out to Madrid that I can't fully participate in anymore you know just oh what's this unusual tapa they're giving me I'll try it you know Ah. (laughs) you know yeah suddenly I'm feeling ill no but yeah so that's one of the things that I miss a little bit you know just got to be more careful but yeah it can be a little bit more expensive eating out but it depends what you're doing I think though with all of this you're really paying not just for the food but you're paying for the experience as you said like with the customer service the restaurant the chefs the waiters being knowledgeable about the difference between someone cutting back on gluten versus someone having a restriction to it I think that's the same with any dietary restriction Mm -hmm. or allergy so I do appreciate that it can be a little bit more money now I want to ask you a little bit about going forward into the future and what you hope is some of the things that kind of pop up in Madrid or change in Madrid for celiacs and what kind of your dreams would be for eating out in Madrid. What I noticed when I travelled in the parts of Spain during this last year and a half is some of the parts of Spain have, have a little bit more clued up on it because lots of the regulations are more localised in Madrid because it's split up into different kind of areas and autonomous regions and things. It's almost like some of the other regions are a little bit more ahead of Madrid. Oh. So I'm hoping that Madrid catches up a little bit more. If you go down to like Cadiz or Andalusia, I was in Alicante last weekend, their places seem to be a little bit more clued up. Most places that's interesting the labeling a little bit clearer so i'm hoping that madrid catches up with some of the i guess maybe because they get more tourists in the south and they're more used to it and maybe mm-hmm. uh, having to accommodate for those kind of things so yeah i'm hoping madrid catches up i've definitely noticed it i mean even when i was in cadiz province last year there was loads of places that were like really accommodating and you go to an ice cream bar and you're presented straight away with a list of flavor what it's got in it you know that could be an allergy you know lactose gluten nuts this kind of thing so I think maybe Madrid's a little bit behind but it's still way ahead of somewhere like France I've been to France a couple of times and they don't even know what gluten is there uh, in some places wow. so it's really you know you have to in Paris we discovered you have to go to dedicated gluten-free or allergy restaurants that's the best way to do it because otherwise you know, you're putting yourself at risk so talking about things for the future one of my last trips to Paris we went to a dedicated sort of Italian pizzeria Italian restaurant that was 100% gluten free um, not far from the Arc de Triomphe and what I'd really love is there to be somewhere like that in Madrid which is like a 100% gluten free Italian pizzeria and I think touch wood maybe there's one opening in Chueca I've seen Ooh. I didn't get around to checking if there'd been any updates before we got onto this interview 
watch this space and fingers crossed that one of these famous pizza makers in Madrid is actually opening a gluten-free pizzeria in Chueca. We'll see. That would be really good because that's yeah. one thing that we're missing a little bit. As I mentioned earlier, even though yeah. some restaurants offer gluten-free pizzas, risk of contamination, but 100% gluten-free pizzeria. I mean, maybe there is a small one somewhere, but you know, somewhere you could eat in and it being a famous one, that'd be really good. So that's what I'm hoping for. So I need better knowledge just all around and maybe some more clear labelings in the restaurants and pizzeria. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> you yeah. You're craving the pizza. Yeah. yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Pizza, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's difficult. And I guess that follows on to my next question. Like, how difficult was it at the beginning to go from enjoying whatever yeah. you wanted to having to go to a point where you couldn't have things at all? It's not like you were cutting down. You just had to cut them yeah. out. It's, I mean, it's partly psychological because you want to eat stuff but you think you can avoid gluten, but just gluten ends up in a lot of stuff that you didn't realise, you know, like, so it's in soy sauce, mm-hmm. it's in some types of vinegar. So, you know, so that could be in a salad dressing or there's the contamination oh, wow. risk. So it's like, so you, you get a bit scared. I know I was, I was scared initially. I was like, where can I eat out? But then mm-hmm. with time, you start to know questions to ask and then it gets a little bit better. But then you know that some places you just have to forget about going to, you know, you can't expect every single restaurant to be accommodating to celiacs because it's unreasonable and there's cost to staff training involved and some famous places have only small kitchens and small kitchens as well is that there's a contamination risk and some some places are honest go and say look i'm celiac they say well we've got gluten-free ingredients but it's a small kitchen and we cannot guarantee that you're not going to get ill or something like that and it's like okay you can ask to leave or I'll risk it maybe this time but I'm probably not going to come go back but thanks for your honesty so it's a matter of finding a way but these places I've already mentioned pretty happy with those and it's just a learning curve I mean you know I wouldn't have known that mm. a chef happens to be celiac in one restaurant and that's good and mm. I was at a bar the other day near Plata España and I said oh look you've got gluten-free beer and the barman was the owner of the bar as well and you know I'm celiac too look I'll, I'll bring you out some snacks that, that are gluten-free and it's like oh great and we have a little chat and you know it's like this, this Cruz Campo beer is my favourite gluten-free beer and it's like oh cool and it's quite nice I've had it a couple of times now but it's interesting that I read this week on a blog post that was shared on Eat Out Madrid Glutinaceous I think was the blog uh-huh. in the States gluten-free beer is beer made from ingredients that naturally don't contain gluten whereas in Europe gluten-free beer is made the regular way using gluten-containing ingredients and then they put enzymes in to break oh. the gluten down and then filter it out so that it's then below the, the 20 parts per million level which it needs to be so that it doesn't trigger a reaction. Now I find that drinking gluten-free beer I can only have one if I start to have two or three you know, depending on the size of the bottle then I will get a bit ill. So if people are coming over from the States and they see gluten-free beer they need to be aware that it's not the same as in the States it's actually there still will be tiny traces that should be low enough but don't go drinking too much of it or you could um, get ill so it's, it's interesting how it's not the same all over the world you know gluten-free doesn't necessarily mean gluten-free oh top tip so yeah that was uh, interesting to find out definitely i mean it's amazing when you do research on various different meals and food items how things are prepared and made in different countries it's crazy well my last question for today then gareth is if there's anybody listening that thinks that they may be celiac but 
are not sure, what advice would you give to people to find out if they are or not and go forward with living a life as a celiac? The thing is, you don't know if you're celiac. The symptoms are different for different people and some people don't show any symptoms at all. If you think you've got some kind of, something doesn't feel right, I would definitely recommend going to see a specialist. I mean, it can be a bit tricky. Obviously, there's waiting lists. Depends if you've got private health. I was lucky because my company has private health for all of its employees. So it wasn't difficult to book an appointment and go and see somebody within a few days. But one thing I had for years, I've been suffering with heartburn and it would just happen mm. for no particular reason. I'd drink some water, I'd get heartburn, especially after drinking beer. This is acid reflux for those of you that might not be familiar with the term heartburn. And that was a bit concerning. And it turns out that that is one of the side effects of being celiac. So if you do find yourself getting a lot of heartburn, I would definitely recommend going to see a specialist because I was going through many packs of Rennie a week as a kind of like uh, acid reducing uh, thing like calcium tablets basically or Tums you find yourself having to eat tickies quite often could be a sign of something more serious happening get yourself checked out because if you don't as in my case because I've been having it for a couple of years and I've just been trying to control it by taking these calcium tablets. It was actually doing damage to my esophagus. If it had gone further along, it could have become precancerous or cancerous. So this is one of the risks of being undiagnosed as celiac. You can just keep living your life. And inside, there's a lot of damage being done that you're not aware of. Yeah, so anything, dodgy stomach, losing weight, acid reflux, can all be something that's worth checking out. You might not necessarily be celiac, but definitely, I mean, that the, the acid reflux thing was like, okay, <laughs> I could have gotten to that. Because uh, the kind of cancer of the esophagus is really difficult to treat and people don't normally realise they've got them too late and then it's too late to treat, treat it and people die. And especially affects males who smoke and drink heavily. So really, guys, especially out there, if you're drinking a lot of beer, I will be getting heartburn. I would go and get checked because esophageal cancer is really serious and most people suddenly when they start to have swallowing difficulties it's gotten too far it's difficult to treat and people die it's one of those things that they don't tend to get spotted earlier we are very lucky in my case when they got checked Wow. So it's really just being conscious. We all love to go and eat out and there's certain things that, you know, react differently to our bodies. So it's really making a mental mm. note of those, seeing if there's a pattern yeah. with that and going to get yeah. checked out. There's no harm yeah, in exactly. making that appointment. And if it's nothing, it's nothing. But if it is something serious, it's better to know as soon as possible so that then treatment can, can be done or you can change your lifestyle. And I think that's the way forward. So I know that you are on Instagram and I know that you post pictures about your eat out experiences. Would you mind sharing that with us? Where can people go and follow along with you and you eating out within Madrid and further afield? So an Instagram account, Gareth underscore foodie on Instagram and got GTS lifestyle as well. That's all one word. I do more kind of general photography stuff. There's also www.gts-life.com, which kind of links all of those things together. So there's a bit of the foodie, the photography, the live music stuff going on there. And there's also a Facebook group 
for celiac intolerance in Madrid. So that's where you can find us on the internet. Perfect. And if you're listening and you ever need help looking for places as well, you can always search within Eat Out Madrid. And there's a lot of threads out there where people have been asking where they can go. And I'm sure Gareth, when he sees those uh, questions being asked, he will jump in and share some more of his recommendations. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Gareth. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope I will see you in person very soon. Yeah, thanks very much for having me on, Valentina. And yeah, hope to see you soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. Please share it with your friends and family so they too can learn more about where to go in the capital. In the meantime, if you're not already part of Eat Out Madrid on Facebook, we would love for you to join us at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash eat out madrid to connect with other food lovers and share your favorite places to eat and drink in the city as always i'm getting hungry so i will see you next time